Aloha kaka hiaka. E komo e komo mai. Aloha ke akua. <laughs> I have just said to you good morning. Welcome. God is love. Uh, today is our Hawaiian day, and as we look across uh, all of our people here today, many are dressed in Hawaiian garb, and uh, just the sights and the sounds here makes one long for the gentle breezes of the South Pacific, doesn't it? Welcome to everyone. We're glad that you are here, and uh, hope that God is going to bless in a very special way today. Uh, let me remind everyone of our attendance sheets that are on each row. We'd like to ask, if you would, to take those and fill them out. Uh, give us a, your name, address, telephone number, email address, and check the appropriate box on there. We would certainly appreciate it. We welcome our guests, especially today. You're very important to us, and no, we are not always this crazy. Well, maybe we are always this crazy, but at least we're not always dressed up in Hawaiian uh, costumes here. But it's a special day today. Uh, we are having a luau after church uh, this morning or this afternoon, and, uh, and we invite everyone to stay for this. Uh, we will begin with a pie auction. You've seen some of the pies over here and desserts. We'll be begin uh, right after church, just a few minutes after our worship has, has ended with our pie auction and then commence on into our uh, luau afterwards. This is a fundraiser. Uh, we're not selling tickets or anything like that, just uh, accepting donations. It's a fundraiser for our youth. Our youth are, are sponsoring this, um, this event, and, uh, and I think it's a great event. Uh, speaking of our youth, uh, they will be leaving bright and early tomorrow morning. Hey, I see that. They're, they're back there. Yeah, they're, they're ready for this. They'll be leaving early tomorrow morning for uh, uh, th- their time of fun and fellowship and, um, uh, and, and some spiritual enrichment mixed in there as well. So let's all be in prayer for our youth as they, um, uh, as they go on their trip tomorrow and also especially for their chaperones. Uh, Kirk, I, I, I think you have an announcement about Sandy Patty. Good morning. Sandy Patty is a world-famous gospel singer. She um, has been singing, I guess, for 25-plus years. The senior adults are inviting our whole congregation, or if you know someone who um, would like to go. She is in concert in Louisville. She's not been in our state in about 15 years. July 27th, we have a block of 20 tickets, the first two rows of the balcony, Uh, It's general seating. We worked out a deal with the promoter to save us a block of 20. Uh, They're not, they are numbered for us. They're not numbered for any of the other attenders. We have discounted uh, tickets for $15 each. The deal uh, works this way. We need 20 commitments by the end of tonight. So I'm Kirk, if you don't know me, or Pam Gardner, where's Pam? Pam? See, Pam or me, by the end of the day, um, um, we just need a commitment, um, your name, uh, if you'd like to go. It's $15. The date is July 27th. We are working out transportation to go together and make a day of it. If you'd like to do that or go on your own, the concert starts at 6.30 Eastern Time. It's over at 8.30 Eastern Time. We need a commitment of 20 people by the end of tonight. 
So see one of us uh, sometime at the end of worship or, to, or get our phone numbers for today. We have to commit. We have to say yes. Oh. We have to say yes or no to the commitment by tonight. We have to call the promoter for our block of 20. So, we're looking forward to hearing from you if you'd like to go. Excellent. Excellent. How many of you have heard Sandy Patty before? Most of you have. Many of you have. Uh, she is a wonderful singer. Um, uh, and, and has sung some favorites uh, for many, many years now. She's known for uh, singing uh, very high notes, very powerfully. And um, somebody asked her one time, how in the world do you reach notes so high with such power? And her response was, it's very simple. I just scream on pitch. <laughs> And I believe that's probably right. So uh, that'll be a great opportunity for us to see Sandy Patty. I've seen her before, and, and it's a wonderful, wonderful time. So please uh, commit to that and see Kirk or Pam by today, by uh, the end of the day today. Just a couple of, of other announcements. We will have no Wednesday activities this week. Uh, it's July the 3rd, which is the day before July the 4th. So uh, we're, we know that a lot of people are... Uh, going to be uh, out of town and celebrating. Uh, it, it is an opportunity for you to go and to uh, celebrate the birth of our nation with uh, community activities this week. There are a lot of things going on uh, in, in that regards, and we encourage you to uh, celebrate the birth of our nation this week. Uh, also, I see that uh, there is going to be an open house on July 1st, first, July the 21st, at the McDowell's house, their new house. And what happened to your old house? I had a little accident. I don't, you, as many of you know, their house burned down a, a while back, and uh, they have uh, rebuilt the house and are ready to welcome visitors in. So that will be uh, July the 21st. And one other thing, uh, there will be no church council today. I know it's in the bulletin, but I'm a believer that we meet when we need to meet. But if you don't need to meet, there's no need to meet. So, <laughs> so there's no need to meet today. Uh, so no church council today. Let's stand and greet each other in the name of the Lord.
please be seated. Please join me in our responsive reading for today. It's called Follow Me. How good it is when we leave all false agendas, desires, plans, schemes, thoughts, selves behind and obediently follow the Master without hesitation. How good to imagine a world where those without hope are given hope because the community of Jesus follow the leading of their master and bring this hope in all they say and do. How good to have ears to hear the voice of Jesus calling to us, urging us to follow him wherever he goes, participating with him in bringing the new wine of God's kingdom to light around us. How good to stand in the place where others are, be the voice of Jesus calling to them and teaching them how to catch others in the net of grace. How good to be those who hold the redemptive instruments of grace at the bedsides of the broken together with our great physician. How good to bring encouragement to all whose love has been taken from them either by sickness, death, or malfeasance. How good. Praise be to the Lord of all lepers, losers, limpers, and lovers. Amen. Good morning, everybody. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to all those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to plow looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Can our children come forward? Now just go on and give heads up to our AV people. We're going to change the next hymn to number 483 if y'all want to prepare for it in the back of the room there. 483 for our next hymn. How are y'all this morning? I brought something with me today that I have really enjoyed this summer. These are my summer snow globes. 
And I got them at my favorite place in downtown Henderson, and that is Walgreens. I love that store, but these globes have been very special to me this summer because I'll let you in on a secret. Before I go to bed at night in my dark bedroom, I turn them on, and I watch them, and I quickly go to sleep. They seem rather simple, but they're not. They all have different colors, and it seems like they follow each other. They turn blue, then they turn red, then they turn purple. They go back and forth, back and forth, and they follow each other. And by me watching that, it gives me an incredible amount of peace and comfort by seeing those colors change and they repeat themselves. Do you notice that there? Do you see them changing? Did you also notice this morning, the first thing I did to start the worship service on the organ, I played the chimes. Did you hear the chimes this morning? Do you know what that means when you hear the chimes in worship? That means worship is getting ready to start, and we should all get in our seats and be quiet and prepare our hearts for worship. And that goes for the adults too, you know. And after I played the chimes, I played a special little song that we're going to sing next. Jesus, and it goes like this. Footsteps of Jesus that make the pathway glow. We will follow the steps of Jesus where'er they go. Isn't that a sweet little hymn? I learned that long, long time ago, and I think I sing it at least once a week. Footsteps of Jesus. Now, I don't have any candy or little treats for you today, but I want to leave you with something. I want you to look for somebody to follow this week. Somebody that has the characteristics of Jesus. Somebody that shows grace, love, acceptance, and kindness. You look for somebody that does that this week. Because when you follow somebody, just like these lights here follow, and you continually repeat it, and repeat it and follow somebody that's like that, what do you turn into? You turn into that. And so by following somebody that has those characteristics of Jesus, we become like them and we become like Jesus. So that's my challenge for you today. Find somebody to follow, okay? Now, we're going to start that immediately because I want you all to follow our children's director here at our church, Miss Mary Dunham, back to your children's area, and you all can continue in your worship experience, and the rest of you can reach in front of you and pick out your hymn books, and we'll begin to sing. We're going to have just a few moments extra this morning because I've got to jump over here, and we're going to sing all four verses of Footsteps of Jesus, hymn number 483.
please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time of gathering. Thank you for not giving us what we deserve, but for giving us what we don't deserve. Lord, bless these tithes and offerings, and help us to use these offerings for your work. Bless Dr. Tim as he delivers his sermon, and bless the youth and congregation as we gather in your name after worship. Please be with all of us youth as we set out for a week of growth in you. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you, Nibby. In the category of truth is stranger than fiction, a lady was uh, taking her time slowly browsing through a neighborhood yard sale. And when she engaged the homeowner in a conversation, she said, my husband is going to be very angry when he finds out that I stopped at this yard sale today. And so the homeowner replied, oh, I'm, I'm sure he'll understand when you tell him about all of the good deals that you got. And the lady said, well, normally you would probably re- be right, but he just broke his leg and he's waiting for me to take him to the hospital to have it set. <laughs> My friends, here is a word of advice for you today. Some things in life simply should not be put off. Some things should not be delayed. Yet, we delay them anyway. And and for the most part, we do not delay these things for any 
kind of sinister reasons. It's just that we don't attach a whole lot of urgency to them. Pastor uh, Gene Sickink called it the but first syndrome. Okay? Now, the American Medical Association has not recognized the but first syndrome as a disease yet, but that doesn't mean that a lot of people aren't suffering from it. Here are some examples that Gene has noticed in his own life. He says, I walk in with the intention of doing the laundry, but then I notice the newspaper on the table. So I say, I'll do the laundry later. But first, I'm going to read the newspaper. Then I notice some mail on the table. So I say, I'll stick the the newspaper in the recycle bin, but first I'll look through the mail to see if there are any unpaid bills. And as I leave through the the mail, I notice the empty glass on the coffee table from yesterday. And I'm I'm going to look look for the checkbook to take care of those bills. But first, I need to put that glass away in the sink. So I head for the kitchen with the glass. But then I notice that the flowers need watering. So I put the glass in the sink. And I see that the TV remote and the portable phone are both lying on the countertop. I have no idea how they got there, but I do need to put them away. But first, I need to water those plants. You kind of get the idea, don't you? Uh, You've probably been there for, uh, for, for this kind of a thing. By the end of the day, Gene manages to get some of the laundry done. The newspaper is still on the floor by the table. The glass is now in the sink. However, the bills never got paid. The checkbook was never found. And the dog ate the remote control. There was so much that he meant to do, but he always got sidetracked by the but first syndrome. Now, as Jesus was walking along the road, he came across three men. And the first man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Most of us have probably felt like that at some point in our lives. Maybe you've had some kind of a mountaintop experience. Maybe we were at a Billy Graham crusade or a youth conference or some other inspiring situation. We felt so close to God that we said maybe out loud or maybe just within our hearts, I'll go wherever you want me to go. Do with me whatever you want me to do, God. But then, time has gone by and the truth of the matter is that we've lived a pretty ordinary life since then. And there have been many times when we could have served Christ better, but but somehow other things just seem to get in the way. I was a volunteer at a Billy Graham crusade back in the 90s, and every night, I think there were four nights of that crusade, uh, some 75,000 people every night jammed into the Georgia Dome to hear hear Billy's sermons, and thousands of people went forward to make decisions for Christ each night as the choir sang, Just As I Am, without one plea. But recently I read that only somewhere between 2 to 4% of those who went forward on those occasions are still actively following the Christian life. Now, this is not to say that these crusades had no impact. There are a lot of people whose lives were touched in beautiful ways in these services. But for, the, but for most of those who went forward, it didn't last. And the point is that in some situations, 
we might say something like, yes, Lord, I'm yours. But Jesus knows, like this first man that he encounters on the road, that you're just caught up in the moment. I will follow you wherever you go, he said. But notice how Jesus responded to him. He said, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. What does that mean? Well, Jesus seems to be discouraging this man from following him. He seems to be saying to him, man, you don't know what you're talking about. The man said, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus is saying to him, you don't know what you're saying here. Following me is not for the faint of heart. It is not for people who are concerned about their material possessions or their comforts. It's not for people who are content to sit in the pew and say, yay, Jesus. Following Jesus is for folks who are ready to put it all on the line. It's for people who are ready to to be Christ's man and Christ's woman or Christ's young person or child, regardless of what their circumstances may be or how they may happen to be feeling at this particular moment. Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Then notice Jesus' encounter with the second man. Jesus said to him, follow me. And this man replies, Lord, first of all, let me go and bury my father. Well, that seems to me that we have a case of uh, but first syndrome. I'll follow you, but first. And it seems to be a reasonable request. but, But I wonder why this guy is talking to Jesus in the first place if his dad is dead. I mean, you see, in in the first century, and and really even today, uh, Jewish people bury their dead almost immediately, usually the same day or at the very least the the next day. And back in those days, there weren't any funeral homes or embalming equipment to handle those kinds of things. And so he obviously needed to go back home. But why, why does Jesus give him such a hard time here? Well, Jesus' answer does seem to be a bit harsh. Let the dead bury the dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. What's that about? Well, commentators differ over whether the man's father had just died or not, because it could have meant that he was not yet dead, but near death, or perhaps even that he could have several years left to go. G. Campbell Morgan uh, tells about someone traveling in the Middle East who was trying to enlist a young Arab man to be his guide, uh, yeah, be their guide, and the Arab man replied that he could not go because he had to bury his father. And so, when the traveler expressed his sympathy, he learned that the man's father was not dead yet, but that that was an expression meaning that his father was getting up in years and he was responsible for caring for him. And and some of you can. Relate to that. Your parents are aging and you feel responsible for them. And, and so this man is saying, as long as my mom and, and my dad depend upon me, I, I better stay at home. And then the third man makes another request that's just as reasonable. I'll follow you, Lord, 
But first, let me go say goodbye to my family. Now, all of these guys seem to be pretty nice people, and they really do want to follow Jesus. It's just that they have responsibilities in their lives. And so they say to Jesus, yes, I will follow you, but first... And Jesus is just as short with this third man as he was with the others. He said, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service in the kingdom of God. It seems that Jesus regarded the statement of the first man that he would follow him anywhere. He seems to have considered that as superficial talk. And the replies of the second and third man he considered to be more excuses. And the point is that Jesus didn't need any more half-hearted disciples. What he wanted were people who were really ready to make a commitment. You see, Jesus wasn't looking for fans. He was looking for followers. And there's a big difference. You know, fans are easy to come by. If you show the world that you are a winner, then the world will regard you with adulation. But, of course, some of those fans can be somewhat fickle, can't they? Uh, I, I remember one year when the Houston Astros were not enjoying their best year of baseball, their best season in baseball, and their fans were beginning to get a little bit frustrated. And In fact, there was one woman who left her two season tickets on the dashboard of her car while she ran into the store for a few moments. She had two season tickets sitting up there. And when she got back, she realized that someone had broken into her car instead of, and instead of the two season tickets sitting up there, there were four season tickets. But you know, the Astros aren't the only team that have fickle fans. I, I heard a story about a, a sports fan in Cleveland, Ohio, who was walking along the, the shore of Lake Erie there, and he happened to, to spot a bottle floating out in the water, so he grabbed a stick and fished the bottle out of the lake, lake and opened it up, and lo and behold, a, a genie popped out. It's a true story. <laughs> And Jeannie said, Master, you have released me from my bondage, so you may ask any three wishes, and I will grant them to you. And the man thought about it a moment and said, I'd like the following three things to happen this year. I want the Cleveland Browns to win the Super Bowl. I want the Cleveland Indians to win the World Series. And I want the Cleveland Cavaliers to win the NBA title. And so the genie thought about it for a moment and jumped back into the bottle. It's hard to be a sports fan. But here's the thing. Jesus doesn't want more fans. He's got enough fans. Because fans are with you, win or tie. But not so much when you lose. And the fact is that Jesus has all the fans that he needs. What Jesus wants are people who are willing to walk in His footsteps every day of their lives, no matter what their circumstances might be. My friends, Jesus wants people who will be with Him whether He ascends to the throne or is crucified on the cross. 
Jesus wants people who will mirror His compassion and His love and His grace even when that compassion and that love and that grace are unpopular. And sometimes they are. William Willimon tells about a baptism that he participated in when he was a campus minister at Duke University. A fellow campus minister had uh, asked him to participate in the baptism of a uh, graduate student from China. And Willimon had met the young man uh, several times before, and he gladly participated in this baptism. And he thought it would be a great idea to bring a camera along so he could take a few pictures during the grad, uh, uh, the baptism ceremony and after the ceremony there. He said, you can send these pictures to your family back home in China. You can share your baptism with your friends back home in China as he maneuvered everyone into place to, to take this picture. But he noticed that as he was doing this, that the group was a little awkward and, and shy. And, but they, they stood there and... and had their pictures taken. And then after the baptism, the campus minister said to him, oh, that was so embarrassing, you with your camera. And so Willimon asked, embarrassing, why? And his colleague said, well, it's because now that he's baptized, his life is ruined. His parents say that they will disinherit him. The Chinese government that is giving him the scholarship to come here will probably take that scholarship away. He can't show these pictures to anybody back home. His life as he knew it is over because he has been baptized into the name of Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? That young graduate student was making a decision that would cause him a lot of pain in his life. In other words, he was making a decision to be more than just a fan of Jesus. He was making a decision to be a follower, to truly walk in the footsteps of Jesus. And folks, when we read the stories of Jesus in the Gospels, we find him time and time again giving this very same command to the people that he meets along the way. Follow me, he says. He went to those fishermen, Peter and Andrew and James and John, and he said, follow me and I will make you to be fishers of men. When the rich young ruler asked what he needed to do to inherit eternal life, Jesus said, you lack one thing. Go and sell everything that you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and then come and take up your cross and follow me. And we read in all three of the synoptic Gospels, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. You see, Jesus doesn't want fans. He wants followers. He wants people who will do more than simply sit in the pew when it happens to be convenient and clap and cheer. He wants people who will take up the cross every single day of their lives. The cross of service and love. And He wants people who will give their lives in service for God's kingdom. That's who He wants. Some of you may know the story of Rich Stearns. 
when Rich was a young new Christian, he got engaged and, and his fiance wanted to register her for China at the local department store. But being the enthusiastic young Christian that he was, he said, as long as there are children who are starving in the world, we will not own any china or crystal or silver. It kind of reminds me of that first man in our story today who said, I'll follow you wherever you go. That's the kind of enthusiasm that he had there. But ironically, as Rich entered into the corporate world he and started climbing the ladder, he found that he had a really good head for business and And 20 years later, he became the CEO of the Linux Corporation, which is the top producer of fine china in our country. (laughs) I think he was a little conflicted. He really did want to follow Jesus, but he kind of took this other road. But then one day he received a phone call from an organization called World Vision asking if he would consider getting involved with their organization. And so Rich went to a place called Rakai, Uganda, which is considered to be the ground zero for the AIDS pandemic across the world. And, And in that village, he sat in a thatched hut with a 13-year-old boy who had the same first name as him, Richard. There was a pile of stones outside the door which marked the place where they had buried Richard's father, who had died of AIDS. Another pile of stones was there marking where his mother had been buried. And this 13-year-old boy was now the head of the household, trying to raise two younger brothers. So Rich talked for a while with young Richard, and, and at one point he asked him if he, if he had a Bible, and the boy said yes. And he went into the other part of the the hut and he brought back the only book in the house. And Rich asked, are you able to read it? And the boy's face just lit up. He said, I love to read the Gospel of John because it says there that Jesus loves children. Suddenly, Rich knew what he needed to do. He needed to follow Jesus. And so he left his cushy job. And he left his house. And he left his big title and his big salary. And today he is working for God as the CEO of World Vision. My friends, Rich Stearns is the kind of man that Jesus is looking for. You see, Christ is not looking for people who will get excited for a few moments on Sunday morning and then forget all about it for the rest of the week. He's not looking for people who are suffering from the but first syndrome and who are continually making excuses about why now is not a good time to make a commitment. No. Jesus is looking for followers. He's looking for people who will wake up every day with a determination to live as Christ would have them to live. That's what he's looking for. So here's the question for you today. Can he count on you? Can he count on you?
Are you tired of just being a fan and you want to be a follower? Then now's the time. Come and follow me. That is what Jesus bids us to do. Would you come? Would you follow? Amen. We are going to sing a hymn of invitation, Take Up Your Cross. What a great hymn to sing with this theme that we have today. Not the Hawaiian theme, the other one. The God theme. The theme of following. That's what Jesus wants from us. Jesus wants us to follow. And there may be someone here today who needs to take that first step. You know what you have to do in order to follow Jesus? You've got to take one step. If you don't take that one step, you're not going to take the next step or the next step or the next step. And maybe you've never taken that first step before. And today's the day to do that, to say, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you. And all you have to do is to commit your life to Him. You don't have to be perfect. Anybody here perfect? I don't see any hands raised. Nope. Let me put that one down. <laughs> Nobody here, here is perfect. We're all sinners saved by the grace of God. Every single person here and every single person out there. So you don't have to be perfect to make this commitment to Christ. All you have to do is say, I want you to live in my heart and I want to commit my life not to be perfect, but to follow you as best I can. And depending on your grace and your mercy to forgive me when I, fall, when I stumble. If you need to make that commitment, I invite you to do it today. If you're looking for a church home to be a part of, we invite you to come and unite with our church today. Or maybe you're struggling through some issues today and you'd like to have a time of prayer. Come and let's pray together. If God is dealing in your heart in any way this morning, we invite you to come as we sing, Take Up Your Cross and Follow Me. Before we dismiss today and have our benediction, um, uh, we, as I mentioned before, our youth will be uh, leaving 
tomorrow morning to go to uh, Panama City Beach, Florida. Uh, let me remind everyone, everyone is invited to stay for our luau. Uh, it is a fundraiser, fundraiser for, uh, to pay partially for that trip and other activities that they have. And our pie auction, that's always a blast, folks. It really is. It's a lot of fun. So you'll miss out if you don't stay for that. We'll have the pie auction in just a few minutes. Um, and then we'll have the luau, uh, our meal, just before that. How are we taking up the contributions? Does anybody know? I, I don't. Anybody know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. In that case, contributions for the meal today and for the and for the uh, expense of the trip, just give it to uh, Virginia or to Mary uh, Dunham. And uh, that'll be a wonderful, wonderful thing. But before our youth go and our chaperones go, I want to ask everyone who is going on this trip to come forward. Um, our youth, our chaperones. Will you pray with me? Will you pray with me? Okay. Come on, guys. Come on, girls. Okay, yeah, John is is working on the van, <laughs> getting the van worked on. Uh, we're trying to get it squared away. Uh, I, uh, there are about 17 going, 16? Uh, 15 going, 15 going. So not everybody that's going is here. But this, uh, this is a part of the group that will be leaving bright and early tomorrow morning to go to Florida. And we want to offer our blessings upon them uh, before they go. And... Um, well, there he is. Frank, would you pray, please? And then, then afterwards, stay for just a second, because I've got a special benediction for you. So. Oh. Guys, this is the future of our church. This is the future of our religion. This is the future of our world. So we, uh, we want to send them off with our best blessings and best wishes. Will you pray with me? Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for our youth. We thank you for their enthusiasm. We ask that when they're hesitant to go, you give them direction. When you, when they veer off course, you give them direction. And when they look for something else to do, you give them direction. Uh, we ask your blessings on their trip. May it be uh, a blessing to them, a blessing to those they encounter. Uh, may it revive their spirit. Uh, may they have a good time. May they... Uh, grow deeper in their faith, and may they uh, come back renewed and alive for you. Uh, Godspeed and ask your blessings on their trip. Amen. And now for our benediction today, let us return to the spirit of the islands. Uh, the Aloha spirit is well known is a well known reference to the attitude of friendly acceptance for which the Hawaiian islands are so famous. However, it's also a reference uh, to a powerful way to resolve any problem and accomplish any goal and to achieve any state of mind or body that you may desire. In the Hawaiian language, Aloha is a word that's often used for hello or goodbye or love, but it is much more than that, its deeper meaning is the joyful sharing of the source of life in the present. As you share this life together, 
you become attuned to the spirit that the Hawaiians called mana. And the loving use of this incredible power is the secret for attaining true health, happiness, prosperity, and success. And the way to tune into this power and to have it work for you is so simple that you might be tempted to pass it off as being too easy to be true. But please do not let yourself be fooled by appearances. Take the time to try it out. This is the most powerful technique in the world, and although it is, it is extremely simple, it may not prove easy because you must remember to do it, and you have to do it a lot. It is a secret which has been given to humanity over and over again, and here it is. The secret is this. Bless everyone and everything that represents what you want. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray for this to be our spirit. Amen. This is good. The first to start off bit. First of all, let me let me uh, say I'm thankful to my lovely assistants here, uh, Virginia Marcy and Kelsey Dunham will be handing us the the, the, um, the pie. So thank you for that, Vanna. Uh, <laughs> but our first dessert to go today is a gooey butter cake. From Sue Allen. Sue Allen fixed this, uh, cooked this, and man, it looks delicious. And you ought to smell it, folks. This is this is something that should be going for high bucks here. And remember, it is for a good cause here. So our gooey butter, butter cake. Who will give our opening bid for that? Let's say uh, let's open it up at ten dollars. Who will give a ten dollar bid for our gooey? We got ten dollars right back here. Who will give us fifteen dollars for? Our, got fifteen dollars here for our gooey butter cake. Mm-mm-mm. Who'll give us twenty dollars for this? Twenty dollars. 
Oh, okay, all right. I always hesitate when it's the children doing that. <laughs> okay, $20 for the gooey butter cake. Who will give us 25 25 the gooey for the gooey butter cake. Anything, 25 25 for the gooey butter cake. This is, mm, folks, it smells good. $25. Look, she's looking here. Look at that. You know what? It, huh? You sniff it, you buy it. <laughs> Who'll give us 25 How about 22 Anybody give us 22 for 22 for the gooey butter cake? $22, $22, $21. I think it's going to be going once, twice. Gone for $20 to the Hines, to, to Kevin Hines. Okay, my other lovely assistant, Nathaniel Hobbs. <laughs> Um, this is a double crust apple pie, double crust apple pie, and uh, looks like this came from uh, a store, store bought here. Um, who will give a, who will give me an opening bid for our double crust apple pie? Apple is good, folks, and you know what they say: an apple a day keeps the doctor away. All right, anybody feeling a little sickly here? So give me an opening bid. How much? Are, five bucks. Five bucks for, for opening bid. Five bucks. He'll give me ten dollars for the for the uh, apple pie here. Double crust. It's double crust, folks. You know, five dollars. He'll give me ten dollars. He'll give me ten. We got ten dollars for the apple pie. He'll give me fifteen dollars. Anybody give me fifteen dollars for this apple pie? It's good. You know what? Stick it in a microwave. A little piece of ice cream on top of it. You know, this would be delicious stuff. He'll give me, what are we, we're at $10, is that right? He'll give me $15. No, nope, I thought you were. You, you better watch. You don't scratch your nose around me, folks. Anybody with $15, $15, $12.50, $12.50? Okay, $12.50, all right. Going once, twice, $10 to Juanita. Juanita Osborne. What we got here? Oh, man. You, man. Can, you can hardly carry this, don't you? Greg made this? Okay, it doesn't have his name on it, but I understand Greg made this. Greg Gibson, uh, coconut cake. Folks, it's about 30 pounds. <laughs> it's about 30, huh? Well, all right, we've got an opening bid of $25 here. 25 We've got $30 here, $30. Oh, we're going to get an award right over here. Feel free to jump in any time here, okay? Got $35. Anybody give me $40? We got $40. $40. Give me, anybody got me, give me $45. Anybody $45? $45? Come on. You know, it's 40 pa 45 pounds, you know? <laughs> this thing is what heavy. We got $45. $45. We got $50. $50. Anybody give me $55? $55. You guys are too quiet over here. $55. $55? $55? 55 dollars 55 dollars 55 You got 50 Anybody out here, $55? 55 It weighs 55 pounds. <laughs> yes, it, it's gaining weight, but you won't. I promise you. <laughs> okay. We're at $50 right now. Anybody, 55 All right. Going once, twice. Fifty dollars sold. If it's forty-five pounds, I'll. <laughs> it is heavy, isn't it? Okay, who, what we got here? Come on, guys, get with me here. I wouldn't take Okay. Pa oh, 
she's she's taking her taking names right there. Two of the same here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. We've got two of the same here, and and folks. If you've been to fellowships here at the church, you've probably had some of these. And I want to tell you, they are absolutely incredible. They're the things I go for first when I'm standing in the, in the fellowship line. And this is uh, Pam's, um, oh, wait a minute, these are Neiman Marcus brownies. Yeah, it's not the regular brownies. This is the Neiman Marcus brownies, and these things are incredible, folks. So what we're going, we've got two of these. Um, and it also says, keep the bowl. There's a glass bowl that they're in, so you can keep the bowl. And so what we're going to do, since there's two of them, we will uh, take the two highest bidders for this, okay? So who, what's my opening bid for Neiman Marcus Brownies? $25. $25 back here. $30. $30 over here. Okay, who give me 35 for the Neiman Marcus Brownies? It'll go to the two highest bidders here. We've got 25 and 30. Anybody got 35? Anybody give me 35 for the Neiman Marcus Brownies? Got 35 here. Anybody give me $40 for the Neiman Marcus Brownies? This is Pam Gardner's, folks. You know it's good. Okay, we got... And they, they are... Mm, oh, man. I'm just gaining weight just standing here with this stuff. Where are we anyway? 40? 35, I think. Uh, you, you had 35? Okay, we got it at 35. We're looking for 40. Anybody give me 40? 40? 40? Okay. So our two highest bidders then are 35 and 30. Is that right? All right. 35 and 30. Anybody give me 40? Okay. Uh, in that case, uh, once, twice, gone for 35 and uh, 30 and, what was it? 30 and $35. Huh? There we go. Got the Heinz and the Pinkstons. Okay, here we go. What we got here? Joan Debbie apple pie. Okay, Joan Debbie Heinz, all American apple pie. It weighs 80 pounds. <laughs> this is great, folks. Okay, all American apple pie. What's my opening bid for? We got $25 here for the all-American apple pie. We got $30 here. Anybody give me $40? $40 for the apple pie. Anybody give me $40? $40 for the apple pie. Anybody $40? Anybody give me $42.50? Okay, it looks like it's going to be going for $40. $40. Anything more than that? $40 to Christi. No. Who did? Oh, no, Frank. Oh, 30 30, I'm sorry. $30. Thirty dollars to Frank. You know, I'm I'm not a professional at this. Thank you. Okay. Okay. This one even comes with a rose. <laughs> this is a pecan pie. Uh, from the stones. Is this is that right? From from the stones? Okay. From Ronnie. You know how Ronnie likes to cook. He is a great cook. Okay, and this looks like a great pecan pie. So what's my opening pie, opening bid for a pecan pie? $30? Okay, we've got $30 for the pecan pie. Anybody give me $35? Got $35 for the pecan pie. Got to support that neighbor over there, don't you? Yeah, got $35, $35. Who give me $40? $40. Anybody give me $40 for the pecan pie? 
Got $40 over here. Anybody give me $45? $45? Anybody give, got $45 over here. Anybody give me $50 for Ronnie Stone's pecan pie? For, who'll give me 50 We're at 45 right now. We're at 45 Who'll give me 50 Okay, looks like we're wrapping this one up. $45 going once, twice. There we go. Pecan pie to the carols. Okay. All right. What we got here? This, oh, this is oh. <laughs> this is the chocolate pie from from Bonton, and you know they make the best chocolate pie in town. You know it's really good. This meringue is a foot high. <laughs> it's a foot high here. All right, who, what's my opening bid for the chocolate pie from Bonton? And, and uh, who does this come from? Is this, uh, is this yours? No? We don't, we don't know who, who brought this, but thank you, whoever it was. Who's, $10? Okay, we've got an opening bid of $10. I want to make sure that that wasn't $50, $55. <laughs> okay, all right, $10. $10. What's my, uh, do, I, do I hear $15 for the... We got fifteen dollars over here. Anybody give me twenty dollars for this? Got twenty dollars for the chocolate pie. Got twenty-five. Anybody give me twenty-five? Twenty-five dollars for the chocolate pie. Twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five dollars. Uh, anybody give me twenty-five dollars? Looks like it's going to go at twenty dollars. Uh, no, 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 no. We we got somebody at twenty-five back here. Daryl, he'll give me thirty dollars. Anybody give me thirty dollars? Thirty dollars. No, nope, she's shaking her head. She does. She doesn't love her husband enough. <laughs> Okay, $25. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. Uh, it looks like it's going once, twice. $30 to Daryl Powell. Huh? $25. <laughs> Thanks for keeping me on, on track there. Thanks, Daryl. Okay, what we got next? We got some more coming here. Ah, uh, lemon ice box made by Kim Knight. Ah, this thing weighs 50 pounds. <laughs> All right, who, what's my opening bid? This is Kim Knight's Lemon Ice Box Lemon Pie. Huh? Oh, there's two of them. Okay. Well, uh, I guess we'll do the same thing here. We'll take the top two bids for this. Uh, what's, our, what's our opening bid for? Got $20. $20. We got $25. So we got two bids, $20.25. We got $30 over here. Got 30 and 25. Who'll give me 35? Anybody give me $35? $35. Anybody give me $35? Lemon ice box pie. We got $35. Okay. Anybody give me $40? $40? Anybody give me $40 for this lemon ice box pie? Okay. $40? $40? Okay. Looks like we got them at $35 and $30. Going once, twice, sold. Was that 35 here? And, and was that you? Who, who had the other one? Hmm? Who had the other one? I think it was you. Sold for $30. <laughs> I think that was you. Ooh, ooh, look at that. Oh, oh, oh. Cherry chocolate cheesecake. Cherry chocolate cheesecake. Cheesecake by Virginia Marcy. 
And, um, and it even has the recipe that goes, goes along with it, okay? So that's worth, that's worth 10 as it is. $40 is what, what you're saying? Okay, we got $40 here for cherry chocolate cheesecake. We, we got 45 over here. Huh? We got $50 here. We got $55. Do your, do your parents know what you're doing here? <laughs> Are they okay with this? Okay, all right. We got $65. We got 80 Where should I cut this off here? I'm not sure about this, Frank. What do you think? They're going for it. Where are we anyway? We got it at $80 here. We got $90. We got $95. $96. $98. $98.50. $99. $100. $105. Are you sure about this? Okay. $105. $105. Anybody higher than this? Yes, yeah, better be pretty good. I mean, it weighs 50 pounds. <laughs> okay, $105? No? He's out. Okay, anybody top 105? I didn't think so. $105, cherry chocolate cheesecake. Man. All righty. All right, this is... Um, Fred's pie, chocolate. Fred's chocolate pie. Okay. You know how Fred loves chocolate pies. So you know this is good. All right. What's my opening bid for Fred's chocolate pie? We got $25 for Fred's chocolate pie. Anybody give me $30? We got $30 for Fred's chocolate pie. Anybody give me $35? $35? We got $35 for chocolate pie. Anybody give me $40? $40? $40? Anybody give me $40? $40? We're at 35. Anybody give me 40? Okay. Looks like we're wrapping it down. Anybody 40? Last chance. It's at $35 once, twice. It's gone. $40 to Frank Knight. $35. Hey, I'm trying to trying to do y'all a favor here, you know. Okay, we got another pecan pie uh, from Sybil Keach by Nina Hall. And you know, uh, you know the reputation of Nina Hall's pecan pies. You know, they're world renowned. I got a call the other day from Belgium, from somebody wanting, wanting a Nina Hall pecan pie. <laughs> okay, we got a we got a bid for ten dollars for a pecan pie. We got two of them here, so we'll do the same thing. Uh, the uh, the highest, the next highest. We got fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. Anybody? We got twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Anybody? Give me twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five. We got twenty-five dollars back in the back. Well, we got we got two of them at the same time. Anybody? Give me thirty. We got thirty dollars. Anybody? Give me thirty-five. Thirty-five. Anybody? Give me thirty-five dollars. We got thirty-five dollars there. Anybody? Give me forty dollars. We got forty dollars back here. Anybody? Give me forty-five. Forty-five dollars. Forty-five dollars. We got forty. I got thirty-five and forty at this point. Uh, anybody give me 45? 45. Okay. Uh, looks like we're winding out. 
All right, going once, twice, 40 and 35, is that right? Oh, we got $50 here, yeah. We're going $50. It I know, it costs that much to make them, that's right. <laughs> All right, we got $50. Who give me $55? Anybody give me $55? $55. Anybody give me $55? $55, okay, we got $50 for Nina Hall, and for, was it you? Was it Phil? Phil, okay. I thought I bid 35 <laughs> Or was it, or did you bid it? His was 40 okay, yeah, all right. All righty, what we got there? Ooh, 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 Kim Knight. Peanut butter pies. We also have two of these. Peanut butter pies. You know, I love peanut butter pies, Susan. Where'd she go? Oh, there she is. <laughs> uh, so what's the opening bid for a peanut butter pie? $15 for a peanut butter pie. We've got two of these. We'll do them the same way. Uh, top bidding. We've got $20. $20 for a peanut butter pie. Who'll give us $25? $25. We've got $25. Who'll give us $30? $30, $30 for a twin, uh, peanut butter pie. Who'll give me $35? $35, 35 we have got $35 back there for the peanut butter pie. Who'll give us, give us uh, $40? Anybody give us $40? Got $40, $40, $45. Anybody give us $45? $45, $45. give us $45? We're at $40, and anybody else? Anybody give us $45? Hmm? Okay, we got $45 back here. Anybody give us $50? $50. Anybody give us $50? Fifty dollars? Okay. We're at fifty and forty five. Okay. Going once. Forty five and forty, I'm sorry. I'm trying to I'm trying to get it up there, folks. Okay, all in it's all for the youth. All right. Uh, going once, twice. There we go. To Susan Hobbs. For for who? For Tim, Tim Hobbs and David Bartlett. <laughs> okay. What else we got here? We're, we're still going, folks. We've got lots, lots to go here. Uh, Tim Hall, A, B, C, and B, and P. Apple bacon crunch with pecan. $10. We got $10 here. Apple bacon crunch We, we got twenty dollars here. Who give? We got twenty-five. Who give us thirty? Got thirty. Who give us thirty-five? Got thirty-five. Who give us forty? Who give us forty dollars? Anybody give us forty dollars? Apple bacon crunch with pecan. We got. Is that forty dollars back there? Forty dollars. Who give us forty-five dollars? Forty-five dollars. Got forty-five dollars. Who give us fifty dollars? Anybody give us fifty dollars? Fifty. Got fifty dollars over here. Who give us fifty-five? And by give us 55 for an apple bacon crunch with pecan. You won't get it anywhere else, folks. <laughs> Where are we anyway? Christine's at 50, is that right? Or 45? 50. All right, who give us 55? Who give us 55? 55? Okay, looks like it's going for $50 to Christine. Apple bacon crunch with pecan. Man. That, that's got to be interesting here. Okay. 
We've got uh, Hawaiian Happy Hour Pie. Oh, okay. Lisa. It's five o'clock somewhere. This is Lisa and Don Carroll. Uh, Hawaiian Happy Hour Pie. It is five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ooh. They weigh 50 pounds, folks. We got $15. We'll do the same thing. We got two of them here. We got $20. Anybody give us $25? We got $25 over here. Who will give us $25?